Hello, everyone. My name is Chris Sims. And my name is Jordan D. White. And this is Sailor Chibi Business, where we talk about things that are connected to Sailor Moon, the 1992 anime, but are not the Sailor Moon 1992 anime. And we do these every month. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, look, we know it's been a while, but we've got a really good one. Uh, We're getting back on track with uh, what I think is... A question that a lot of people really want to talk about and debate, and we welcome you to send in your thoughts as well. Maybe we can read those on a future Chibi-sode after we do this one. Uh, But this time in particular, it came from Greg Musselman, uh, who somehow still listens to this show, even though we have made his name basically a cuss word. (laughs) Uh, Greg says... Here's a lengthy question that will necessitate a lengthy response, uh, so I humbly suggest that it will make for a good minisode. Uh, if we were put in charge, you and I, Jordan, yes, were put in charge of a Sailor Moon reboot in 2017, what would we do? Uh, and then he has a bullet-pointed list of questions. Oh my. Uh, like, it's pretty extensive, but um, I think we should start by just like general approach. Like, what do you think you would want to do? I mean, you're you're an editor. Like, if 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 Marvel got the Sailor Moon license, <laughs> and obviously you do Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars, it's Sailor Moon. It's very spacey. It would go into your sure. office, of course. The first thing is, I would I would say, uh, let's go in knowing more of the stories than they did either of the times they've done it before. Meaning, characters should be in it before they become Sailor Scouts. <laughs> Maybe a long time, even like like let's let's show Haruka like season one, even if she doesn't become Uranus until season three. You don't think you would want to like introduce like you would want to have everybody or like right up front. I, like, I'm Haruka, not necessarily saying not necessarily in episode one, but they should be people in the area at the schools, whatever. Like, I mean, again, they don't. Well, they don't go to the school in the original, but I would say let's wh- why let's. Let's have them go to the school. Like, yes. And again, I don't mean so that they're in every episode, but so they pop up once in a while. They can be – because, again, those are characters that have personalities before they're Sailor Scouts. So they can show up and be good at running and be irrelevant to an episode. And, uh, you know, Amy can show up and be smart before we find out she's also a Sailor Scout. I mean, I I think that's a pretty good idea. But but I think – do you think you would run into like the Spider-Man problem with that, which is that when a character like when Peter Parker makes a new friend, like yeah, that that dude's gonna be the wombat in six issues. The the wombat is like I was trying to think of an animal supervillain that Spider-Man doesn't actually have. That's where I landed. Well, it's I mean I I feel like you picked a weird example because Spider-Man has a pretty big cast of characters who aren't supervillains. He has a pretty big cast of characters, but, like, you look at, like, all of his friends. Harry Osborn was a supervillain. Yeah. Harry Osborn's dad was a supervillain. A super yeah. Uh, Carly Cooper became a a supervillain. Uh, Aunt Car- May almost Car- married Dr. Octopus. <laughs> Wait a minute. Carly Carly didn't become a supervillain? Well, she, she got powers. Hmm. Didn't they fight? Did she? Yeah, she got powers in like Spider Island. That's why she's not around anymore. Oh, okay. Well, look, yes, you read no, all these comics. Jordan. Yeah, I know I do. And and that and that is a thing that happens. I, I remember at one point when I was working on Hulk books, uh, we said, 
every named character in Hulk number one had superpowers. Yeah, so um, which is yeah, so crazy. like there's Bruce Banner, Rick Jones was a bomb, mm-hmm. Thunderbolt Ross was Red Hulk, Red Hulk, Spoiler uh, Betty, Betty was Red uh, She Hulk, yeah, and the spy. Uh, I f- don't remember the name of the character, but he became like a big monster as well. Yeah, so every single character. Who mattered. Do you, do you think you would run into that, or do you think that matters? Like that's well, just how superhero stories work. That's why you gotta. That's why you gotta keep Melvin and Molly as the token normals. <laughs> I I do think um, that you, you just totally blew my train of thought with the token normals. Sorry, that's okay. I haven't had my coffee yet. We're recording this like I just woke up. Everybody, and and the chibi sods are a little loosey goosey. I mean, if you if you if you've lost your train of thought, there's a big issue that I know we're going to have to tackle, and I might as well bring it up. Okay. I know that you're going to try to get rid of Darian, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to get rid of Darian. You don't. Well, I, yeah, no, I, I actually don't. Okay. I think Darian's a poorly presented character and a poorly realized character in the first season of Sailor Moon. I think like the idea of of Darian, like of this romance and these these you know, the Dustin Moon lovers, right? Like that's a good idea that their love persists through these reincarnations that they were separated by Queen Beryl. It makes Beryl way more of their arch enemy than I honestly think she comes off in the show. Uh, like even though she takes over, you know, Endymion's mind uh, in towards the latter half of season one. Um, I just I don't think we get rid of Darian. I think you fix Darian. I I thought you were. I honestly believed you were going to be like, forget him. She, she doesn't need him. He's out. Well, no, he, he, here's the thing about rebooting Sailor Moon. Even if you and I are in charge of it, Naoko Takeuchi's in charge of it. You know, like I want everything <laughs> that Naoko Takeuchi wanted in the show in the show. Like I want all of the elements that she sets up, all of the 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 stuff that she does. I want that to be what Sailor Moon is. I just think we tackle the approach. Like okay. I, I think I think Memoru should maybe not be so mean. I think he should not be so old either. I think you either well, things, make Usagi older or you make Memoru significantly younger. Things are different. This like the world is just different than when this came out. And I think I think you need to change his personality a little bit. I, I mean just the yeah. way he treats her. Um I think he could be like maybe cold, but but I think you know the thing you would need oh, to wait, take. What do you want? You want to Twilight this thing? I mean, look, Twilight's ridiculously popular, Jordan. Actually, <laughs> I, listen, I know. I wasn't. I, I think you'll appreciate this. I wasn't thinking of Twilight. I was thinking of Buffy. Well, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a- Angel, like is is a little cold, a little remote, like a little weird. And I don't think you go right to that, but I think that's better than having to be like, "What's up, you fucking piece of trash." <laughs> Fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin showing up. I, that, that's what I would want. Like my major differences would be in character approach. Um, like I, I would, I would cut out. You know, if we're specifically talking about the anime and not and not the manga, like I would cut out the the Darian uh, Ray romance completely. Oh yeah. Um, although I do think there's something interesting there. I really do. But I think like as a baseline approach. Cut that out. I, I do think you know keeping. What? I don't now that now that you've said that. I don't even know if I would because. <sighs> well, I have I mean, a reason again, for it. 
Okay. Here's the okay. other like here's the other thing that you you know that I'm gonna do. You think I'm gonna be like, oh, it's I I focus on cookbook exclusively. Yeah. And I'm not saying I wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's the new the new show is called Sailor Mercury and uh, Jupiter. Yeah. Mer- Mercury, Jupiter, and their friends we don't care about. No. Um I don't know if I would do that. Because I think that, like, like you know, cookbook, as much as I kind of love it and, and think it works, uh, exists because of subtext. Like, very clearly unintentional subtext within the manga or within the, the anime. Um, but I would absolutely make Firewood canon. Like, why? absolutely. Uh, Minako and Ray. I don't understand why you would make that choice. Well, because first of all, it's 2017, and this show needs oh, no. some canonically queer characters. Like that's. I'm not saying that. Simple. Well, first of all, it has some. It it does but, it does. But like again, but not I, like if you don't have Haruka and Mishiro at the start, like you want to put them like then. And I think you know, hey, there can always be more. But I'm surprised that you pick that ship to make the make real rather than cookbook. Well, because I I think there's like going back to what I said about wanting to do what Naoko Takeuchi wants to do. There's so much textual support. Like it's it's basically canon already. They just never well, I was gonna say they never talk about it, but they literally like hold hands and like drape themselves <laughs> over each other and talk about how they don't like men. So Is that true? Like I would y- Yeah, dude. It, read the manga sometimes. No, I know they hold hands. I know they hold hands. Um but isn't M- Mina like Boy crazy? Mean well, yeah. I mean, the, Jordan, there's a wonderful concept. It's called bisexuality. Okay, all right. If I was gonna make one of those ships true, I'd probably go with cookbook. I mean, look, we can. Uh, hey, we can do them both. No, then <laughs> I think we're gone too far. No, no, I don't think it's too far. I don't think well, it's too far at all. Okay. And I should clarify. I don't mean too far as like you can't have too much gay stuff in your in your thing. I I mean just in the sense that. You know, we're changing a lot of stuff. But, uh, I mean, I guess that's true. I would say the character who is, like, aside from Usagi, who is, like, canonically boy craziest, like, you know, in, in quotes. Oh, that's true, is Jupiter. Is, is Jupiter, yeah. yeah. Like, but Jupiter's, like, heartbroken, and I think there's, like, a really good arc there. That's another thing I would do. I would want to have extended, like, season-long or, or, or like, multi-episode arcs focus, like, like, for character development of the the non-Sailor Moon Senshi. Because we get spotlight episodes, but we don't really get, like... Ami's never, like, dealing with a thing through episodes. She gets a spotlight, it's good, and then the next episode she's skiing down a mountain while reading a book. You know, it, <laughs> she goes right back yeah. to, like, the 2D version of her. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's that's what I would want to do. Um, he, Here's a question for you, Jordan. Yes. We've talked about the difference in, like, Western superheroics and Japanese superheroics in that um, there are always – there's one group that's that's bad. You know, it's it's Shocker or it's it's the Dark Kingdom or it's the, the Spectre Sisters or whatever, the Dark Moon Clan. Um, would you want to switch it up and have, like, more – problems would you want to see like sailor moon fighting crime as opposed to just fighting a like having a singular purpose to oppose queen barrel that's a good question um 
I'm trying to think how much it would change things if if she was more of a Spider-Man type hero and less of a um well, I don't even know who to compare it to other than Well, her. I mean again, like this is like we t- we talk about Buffy a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. But like it, it is what you get with Buffy, right? Yeah. Like there's there's the master and then there's Spike and Drew and then what's in season 3? Uh season 3 uh uh the mayor. Yeah, yeah, the mayor. And and then you get Adam and and Dark Willow and so like you you get like these you get these like big season long villains but I think it also like you also switch things up a little bit. Like you you they they deal with other stuff. I mean, she doesn't real Buffy doesn't really fight crime, but they have this just kind of generic supernatural stuff is always happening and she goes on patrol yeah she could run into a vampire at any time and it's just some vampire putz who's trying to kill somebody and it's she kills him well i I think you get to do that because her remit is so broad yeah like her 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 bailiwick is the supernatural like it's vampires specifically but like it's demons it's ghosts it's all kinds of comics uh, I haven't. I read um I read season eight. Uh, I don't think I read season nine or it's, beyond that. It's crazy because right now in the Buffy comics, they're basically like calling into question the entire concept of just killing bad bad guys. Like, <laughs> like I feel like ten years is a, a long time to go before you get to that point, my dude. I listen. You're right, but like again, she's casually killed so many vampires, and now, like now, they're kind of going. But like, can you are, can you really just kill them? Like, aren't they people too? <laughs> it's really effed up. I, I mean, look, not to like we're, God, we're gonna have to do like a fucking Buffy business at some point and just talk slayer about it. business. But I, Slayer business. No, that's about Slayers. Ah, the anime. Um, I, I really like the Buffy idea that like when you become a vampire, you are the same person, but you don't have a soul. Like your soul is gone. Uh, sure. And and I think that manifests in really good ways. But anyway, yeah. Like, so do, so do you approach that? Do you have so like do you do it Batman style where it's like Queen Barrel is out there trying to like get. Uh, dark energy for Queen Metallia, but also like Professor Tomoe is is trying to get pure hearts. You know what? I'm gonna say no. Um, I'm gonna say no, but I'm gonna for two reasons. Or, or no, not for, well, okay. I'm, the reason I'm saying no is because I think that gives a lot of f- the show its flavor, um, which is different from a lot of U.S. properties um, in that. In that uh, so much of the show is just them trying to live their lives. And yes, it is a little ridiculous that they go, hey, there's a clock store opening. Let's go to it because we just like clocks. And then it turns out it's a villain store. Um, but I would again, I would write to that. I've, I've always said that that, you you know, headcanon of this is that the the magic that gives them their powers like draws them to the dark energy stuff. I would say, well, let's put that, let's make that text, you know, let's say she's going to live her life, but her life is always going to be drawn to these problems. And, yeah, I think that's, I think that's good. Um, so, and also that way, when, uh, again, again, I would emphasize it more so that when she beats Queen Beryl or when she beats Alan and Anne, any of those things, it's over. And they get to be like, we're done again. Now we don't have to be Sailor Scouts anymore. 
And then, again, Luna would probably be like, uh, well, but you guys are the Guardians, so you always have to be ready. And they're going to be like, yeah, 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 but, like, it's almost prom or whatever it is. Um, So, you know what I'm saying? So that then it it, it gives them a, a little bit of a break, but then it's like now it's going to be harder to get back into it. Now you have to still go you, – you, you know, again, they don't keep their mind on sailor business because they think sailor business is over. Um, But then they have to go back to it. I think that would be good. I see. I think that would end up being like really depressing. I like depressing things. I mean, I like yeah, happy true. depressing things. Like, because I think again, I think it's fun. I, 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 I mean, I like my superhero stories to involve sacrifice. Um, you know, Spider Man. Well, yeah, but style. I, I mean, I, I, I think this story does. But I think them being like, "Who? Okay, we can stop now." And then like Alan and Anne show up, and they're like, "What's up, motherfuckers?" And they're like, "Oh no, our lives are terrible." Like, I think that gets really depressing. That gets no, dark. listen, I know, but like, so yeah, but I think that's what that's 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 the Spider-Man fan in me liking it. Spider-Man has to sacrifice Peter's life constantly in order to do what's right, and that's what I, I enjoy. That yeah, but he doesn't think it's ever going to end. No, he it's, doesn't. It's the, if the scouts think it's going to end when they beat Beryl, like I, I, I would much rather have the like have them come to an acceptance like over the Beryl arc. Than, no, see, like, I would say over Soggy's the princess, or and this is gonna like like we need to protect her. This world is dangerous. Like that is what I would. No, see, see, I think, I think. Because I think the first arc, the first villain, uh, w- which again I'm assuming will will stick with Beryl because we like her generally. The first we'll, we'll villain. Talk about that in a minute. Yeah, the first villain. I think the the it's not they don't have to accept eternal destiny yet. They just have to accept current destiny. They just have to accept. I know you just want to live your life and be kids, but you're the only one who can stop this thing, and you have to rise to the occasion. You know, and mm-hmm. so. By the end of it, they can be like, oh, my God, we just got through the hardest thing we've ever done. Like, this was amazing. And now it's over. As as we've said, that there's no other bad guys in the world. Like, this is the only supernatural thing we've ever encountered, and we've just defeated it. So, you know, back to school. Um, or, whether, I mean, because I, I, pr- I don't know if I would do that. They all forget everything at the end of season one. But we'll see. Uh, I, okay. I well, really wait, 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 like, hold on, hold on. Let me just Let me just say <laughs> The second part of that, which is so then, so then that's just them go, dealing with it in the moment, and then when they have to come back to it, and that's difficult for them. That's when, over the course of like the second time they have to fight people, it's gonna they have to sort of go like Luna can be like, I told you this wasn't a one time thing, and they could be like, yeah, but we thought like we didn't think, and then they can be like, no, this is it forever, and that's when again, and I know we talk about this on the show a lot. That's when you you could do you do things like Amy being like, but I wanted to be a doctor, and it's like. Yeah, a, a lot of people can be doctors. Only you can be Sailor Mercury. Okay, like I think I think that's good. Um, two two things that I would really want. Um, and, and this is still like the preamble. We still have the bullet pointed list of questions. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One, there's something that uh the live action Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon does. Uh, they make Princess Sailor Moon scary, like Princess Serenity. What do you mean? Like Us- like Usagi's has like a final form. That's Princess Sailor Moon. Wait, is this like Dragon Ball style? Yeah, yeah. She's she's Sailor Moon, and then like she can like instead of turning into like Super Sailor Moon, she turns into Princess Sailor Moon. But Princess Sailor Moon doesn't have Usagi's personality. So Princess Sailor Moon isn't like friendly and nice and bubbly. Princess Sailor Moon is scary. And I think that's a really cool element. And I think it's a really cool way to show that like 
Usagi is important and not just Sailor Moon is important. Okay, because, but like, if you have all this power, but this person is like not like literally like the best person, like the the kindest person, that's terrifying. And I want I think that's a cool thing to address as opposed to just having her like turn into Sailor Moon or uh, turn into Super Sailor Moon, do a move and then like collapse because she can't contain the power. Well, that that weirds me out because what does that mean? Like who is that? That's it's it's Serenity's soul. It's Princess Serenity's soul. Yeah, but do, what, do you is, remember in the R movie, like at the end of the R movie, Usagi? Princess Serenity is Usagi, but Usagi is also Usagi. You know, like we are shaped by our experiences. Like Usagi is shaped by living as so. Usagi's like in, in the Moon Kingdom, her mother tortured her and made her into a, a vicious, evil woman. No, but I, she's not like vicious and evil. She's just cold and scary. Um and and destructive. She's like a. She had she's like the classes. Avatar state. She's the Avatar state. I didn't watch that. Oh God damn it! It's Sorry. so such a crime. Um, okay, that makes me wonder if you do a reveal. Oh, this would be a really weird twist for a Sailor Moon remake. I don't know if I like it. Uh, where you do a reveal like late in the series, like late in the show, like probably you know seasons into the show, where you say. So you remember that thing about reincarnation. That's kind of true, but in that you have the soul of Sailor Moon in you, but like I could have put it in anybody. I mean, I don't I don't know if that necessarily would work cuz I want like them to all be the reincarnated Sailor Scouts, but they're obviously growing up in a different time with like okay. different parents even, you know. Okay, you remember the end of the R movie when Fiore like when when Sailor Moon like yes takes out fiore at the end where it had to be her because she's so nice right uh, princess sailor moon is like that but not like not with the power of love with the power of destruction of the silver crystal so imagine that happening but like there isn't that power of love behind it they almost sort of kind of do that in the old anime in that or especially in the dub in the way that if you remember whenever she turns into this uh princess she talks very differently. Now they don't have yes. her talk meanly, but they all of a sudden she's like, "Hello, I'm." You know what I mean? Like she's not like, "Hey, everybody, it's me." She's like, "Yes, I, I am the princess," and it's, yeah. it, it, you know, it's weird. Um, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon also has Dark Amy, so you know it's got a lot going for it. I can't wait to watch it. All right, so, what, do you want to get into what, these these bullet points? Well, hold yes, but hold on. What so what would tr- so you want to do this? What triggers it? What triggers her to go super? Or princess? I mean, I think it would like I think it's just like when like that is the like that's the thing that she has to worry about. Like it's like hulking out, you know, like she I don't like, know. It, if she, you know, it's got to be Sailor Moon in in charge of fighting the bad guys if things get too bad like the like the silver crystal isn't going to let her get destroyed right the silver crystal is going to preserve itself using her and i think that's like a really cool element that you could introduce like i guess okay but what, what i don't understand is so generally speaking right sailor moon wins mm-hmm. uh you know so she fights and she she tries really hard and she kills the bad guy you're saying there's sometimes there might be a case where she's Fighting the bad guy. The bad guy is too powerful for her. And she's like, oh, no, I'm too – like, it's too powerful. And all of a sudden, the silver crystal takes over and she's like, now I will fucking nuke you. And she kills it. Yeah. 
But she kills it anyway, so... I mean, it's, it's basically what's happening with Hotaru right now. But, like, what's the... I, I guess I sort of am like, what's the difference in the sense that she kills... It? It's not like she she she's nice to the bad guys normally. Like, she kills them all. Except for the, the sisters. Uh, so... I guess it's just scary because she loses her personality. And what, by the end of the season, like, when she fights Beryl, like, she doesn't? She's able to harness the power without losing her personality? Bingo. You got it. Spoiler okay. warning. Everybody, Silverman beats Beryl. No, oh, that was my other thing. I would keep Beryl around much longer. Longer than a season? Yes. Whoa. I, I don't know if I would, like, keep her around or if I would just bring her back. But like I said, like, Queen Beryl is Sailor Moon's archenemy. Like... It doesn't make sense to me that she's in the first quarter of this show and then goes away. Like, Queen Beryl is her joker. Like, Queen Beryl killed her on the moon. Queen Queen Beryl killed her and her lover and all of her friends and her mom. Like, I mean, gentle spoiler, I think that they, I think, I don't think she comes back, but I think they they do one of those, yeah, but there was somebody else involved. That you didn't know about. <laughs> is is this some like Queen Helenia stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. But I mean, like, that's absolutely like some, some I, of that. I, I mean, I would that, cut out some of that Sandman is the reason that Uncle Ben was in that car. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I would cut out like Queen Metallia entirely. Like, it would just be Beryl. Oh, yeah. And I Queen Metallia is Beryl. Stupid. Like, I would want to make Beryl much more proactive as a villain because, like, all Beryl does for that first season, and and again, this is a function of the first season being like fifty fucking episodes long. Like all she does is sit on her throne and swirl the energy. So I would didn't want say her work to in do the balls. more. I can't believe you didn't say where she just spends some time working the ball. I say swirl the energy. I don't. I don't. I'm not a, a filth monger <laughs> like you are. All right, let's let's do this list. Let's do this yeah, list because we've got a, list. a bunch of really good questions from Greg here. Yeah. Uh, Greg says, "Do you update to the present with smartphones and Ubers and contemporary politics and trends, yes. or make a '90s period piece so you can poke some fun at the fashion, technology, and slang?" Uh, that's a. I can see the value of both, but if I'm, I, I, I'll, if I'm making a Sailor Moon remake, I'm probably going to try to make it just like high quality good not a goof not a not a like sailor moon goof you know what i mean yeah um i i mean this is gonna sound ironic coming from us but like sailor moon's not for old dudes <laughs> like sailor sailor moon shouldn't be like a retro thing like sailor moon is for like sailor moon's for like 10 year old girls now so yeah like I mean, it, it should be contemporary it should be like it shouldn't be like a a '90s throwback, even though we're, you know, we're as far removed from the '90s as Happy Days was from the the '50s, or that '70s show was from the '70s. Like, so. I mean, like this is a dumb example, but I'll just say it anyway. Like when when they came out with the re- the the movie of Twenty One Jump Street, mm-hmm. um, before I saw it, because when I saw it, I thought it was really funny, but before I saw it, I was kind of disappointed because I was like, oh, like I, I I think it's a bummer that they're doing a joke version of that. Because like I feel like you could try to do a good version of that again. That was good, uh, and so I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like, no, we're going to redo Sailor Moon, and it's going to be a real gas for all you Sailor Moon fans. I, I don't want to go like, no, it's going to be real Sailor Moon, but for 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 the present. Yeah, like it's it, it the Sailor Moon is not a retro like project. It's it 
is it, sailor it's businesses. Real. Sailor businesses. <laughs> but you know, we're, we are the old dudes for whom Sailor Moon is not. <laughs> um, but no, I would I would update it because again, like there's so much more you can do. Like I I mean God I this is so easy and and also kind of terrible but like Jedi makes an app you know <laughs> like, oh absolutely yeah there's you can do a bunch of stuff with that um uh Greg says do you redesign any of the characters maybe add some diversity of race and body type to the cast absolutely uh oh yeah I, yeah I mean, we we love Naoko Takeuchi but like they they all. They don't all look the same. Like I, I think adjusting for style. Like if you're a fan of Sailor Moon, there are big differences in the way that she presents them. But like, they're like on the anime especially, they're all like we 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 make the joke about how Ray is supposed to be so beautiful. She's exactly as beautiful as everyone else on the show. Are we doing this, Chris? Are we are we doing this as a a cartoon or a live action? I mean, it's a good question. I would do it as an as a cartoon. I would okay. do it as an animation. So if it's a cartoon, then we actually need to decide. For sure, we need to decide like what changes we're making. Because if it, if we were doing it live action, I'd say, yeah, you know, f- let's just make characters and then hire the best actresses of all different races. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to be like Amy's black. Um, but if it's a cartoon, we kind of do. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't necessarily know if we need to get into that now. Like, I would absolutely no, no, no. want a little bit. I just of, mean we would have to. I, I would absolutely want to, like, at the very least, get some body type diversity. Like, I, I think Jupiter. Like, and honestly, look to fan art for this because there's so much good stuff. I love it when people draw Usagi a little chubby. Like, I love a little chubby Usagi. Oh, here's a question about that. Yes. Well. I mean, I think in many ways, Stars probably answers my question, but does the transformation change their body type? No. 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 Interesting. Like, when Jupiter transforms, I want Jupiter to be six feet tall and ripped. I want Jupiter to look like she's on American Ninja Warrior. Uh, but you also want her to look that way normally. Yeah. Huh. That's, like, not a problem I have with the show. Like I mean, we I know we talk about it a lot. No, 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 but no, like, no. I don't mean that. Magic. I just mean like. Uh, so I mean, again, we're talking superhero stuff. Like part of the reason that the Sailor Scouts all have the same physique is because superheroes have a, the same physique. They all have are pretty much the same. They all have very fit bodies. In in yeah, comics, but I, th- but I think there's different. I think there's different. Uh, there's yes, a there's lot different more shapes of bodies, even without them not being unhealthy. Or or overweight yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, I would I, I love I love a little bit of a chubby Sailor Moon. I love a like a tall like this really tall, super ripped Jupiter. You know, like that's that's all stuff that I am super into. So Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely ways you can yeah, there's definitely ways to do it. I'm trying um, to find it because like I, I'm trying to find uh uh Sailor Moon redesigns like with just a quick Google image search so I can see if I can send you a, an example of what I'm talking about. Because I've seen so many really good ones. Well I've seen tons of things where people draw because again Usagi's like eating all the time. So like people are like, yeah, you know, there's no reason she doesn't have to be she doesn't I mean, need I to be a... th- like I don't even think it has to be like a, a you know a Luna like oh if you eat so much you're gonna get fat. Like <laughs> just like no, yeah, no, no. she's you know the the episode where she gets drunk at the party with uh memory of his college friends? <laughs> Yes. 
and she's all kind of like when she's drunk and she's talking about chickens or whatever like she's kind of like soft like in a, in a very yeah, yeah, steven yeah. universe character sort of way like that's what that's what i like um I'm, I'm literally just googling chubby sailor moon right now i know this is a bad idea because this is going to go into fetish territory real quick oh wow like this i just found a picture that's basically exactly what i'm thinking uh well let's see it look at this and, and we might have to put this up in in the show notes or something i just popped this on deviantart here like that's that's a really good bunch of dudes really good bunch of senshi oh yeah that's a great one i love that jupiter god she looks awesome i'm not a fan of the mercury hoodie but other than that that's nice <laughs> who drew also, that? we should we should find out who drew that and say it we should uh, i'll i'll uh here it's called um page h warren is the artist for that one i think it's really good uh i also found this one that i'm gonna send you real quick okay because i think it's just really cute <laughs> that's a very chubby sailor moon uh let's see visit page uh yeah this is um it's on uh Page H. Warren. The the name of the piece is Fuku Yu uh, by Page H. Warren on DeviantArt. Um, all right. Next question from uh, from Greg is, do you imp- uh, how do you improve the Memoru Tuxedo Mask character or do you cut him out entirely? And again, like, I would just make him not a fucking asshole and not 47 years old. Like, I think that's my problem yeah. with him. He's not 47. He's he's too old. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, and I get that, like, I, I get, like, you know, we've had, the reason that we have, uh, like, women on the show as guests, like, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but, like, one of the things that it does is it gives us a different perspective. And, like, realizing that memory was kind of like, oh, yeah, he's, like, the fantasy of, like, an older boy, like, a college boy. Uh, like, that makes sense, but, like, not it's not a sustainable arc, I think. No. So I would just make him, like, a student at another high school. Uh, but out of high school. Yeah, I mean, like, like in the manga or Crystal, I just don't know if I'd make him 17. I'd probably make him, like, 16. Or maybe even 15. Just, like, a like a tall 15. He's got to be 16 so he can drive his car and his motorcycle. So he can drive his cool car. Um, yeah, and... I mean, I think he is meant to be a little mysterious, a little aloof. I mean, there's probably a way to play... His teasing her in a different way that doesn't seem so dickish. Partially, I think part part of the reason it it comes off so mean is because she's so apt to cry. Uh, <laughs> right. So he'll say That's a mean thing. Victim blaming, Gordon. What? Some real victim blaming. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm not talking about as a person. I'm, we're, we're, we're a step removed. We're talking about it as people who craft reality now. So I'm uh-huh. saying if her response to him, him teasing her is more teasing him back or, you know what I mean? Or or not being hurt by it. I mean, I guess she does just get angry a lot of the time in the, in the, in the thing. I mean, I would like to see them have a little bit more of a, like, bantery, like, you know like busting each other's chops but i think there's a way to do that and have it come off as flirtier than what we see in the show which is it never comes off as flirty in the show it comes off as like fucking mean 
see, it, it, it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't feel mean to me. It feels. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I always feel like there is a. It's. It, it's almost like an older brother teasing kind of situation. Not that that's the most romantic version of it I could have no, described. That sure isn't. <laughs> but you don't hate your older brother necessarily. It's well, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, less mean in the sense of more playful, and or. I mean, I think part of it, too, is that the idea is that he isn't interested in her at the beginning. Yeah. Like, he, the reason he's mean to her is because he's just like, this this dumb girl just threw a test at me, and it's a test she failed. Uh, you know, uh, this isn't someone I'm trying to hit on. This is someone who... I'm, I can make a joke about. Um, and so maybe he doesn't do that, but yeah, he definitely needs to be aloof to her at first uh, and and her to him or her uninterested in him until she realizes she is. I just don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Romance is not easy necessarily. I don't want them to come together just because of the moon romance. That's the thing. No, I, I and I think like there's a thin line that you have to walk because obviously the show is called sailor moon right it follows usagi like we see the show essentially from usagi's perspective but i do think one of the things that would make memory better and like make memory work a a little more is if we could like see memory doing stuff when he wasn't just showing up to say the scouts like if we see if we saw like and i think there would be like a really cool kind of not not to play into the thing you always say, but like a really cool kind of Batman the Animated Series kind of thing where like no dialogue, shadows, very like quiet and quick movements, like Tuxedo Mask doing his investigations. Uh, tuxedo, like Tuxedo Mask, like going out and doing his thing, like to, to figure out where he needs to be, like being led there by destiny. Instead of us not seeing that until like season two or whatever – if we could get like bits and pieces of that throughout, I think it would make Memory a much more interesting character. I mean, I, because we could see him struggling with like being a superhero contrasted with Usagi struggling to be a superhero. I don't want to steal. I mean, this is the thing. People will be upset because I'm going to steal it pretty directly from uh, from Sailor Uranus. But like, I kind of feel like give him some of the Sailor Uranus vibe of I, I'm not allowed to have a life. Because I have this destiny, I have I have a duty. You yeah, know what but, I mean? But I, I think that I think that works for him. Yeah, you know, like I, I think that really does work for him. So that then she can get him to open up and like give life a chance. Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. Uh, all right, next question from Greg. Uh, these I think are, are related. Uh, okay. Would you better define the scouts' powers? And do other scouts get to kill monsters, or is it always Sailor Moon with this season's finishing move every fucking time? Uh, yes. I think, I, like, not to remove Usagi's specialness, but yeah, I would, and again, I'd lean into what the manga does. Fucking, fucking Jedi doesn't get hit by an airplane in the manga. He gets burned to death by Sailor Jupiter. All right, all right. But here's, now here's the thing about that. Um, It's funny, because he says... Would you better define their powers? I I think it's a very unique situation that the show has because their powers are both 
not well-defined and incredibly well-defined in the sense that there are specific things that we know they do all the time beyond that we don't know if they can get shot and survive we don't know if they can jump over buildings like we've seen a bunch of weird shit on this show right because like on, on in many ways i'd be like what is sailor jupiter's power it's it's like two things that she can yell and they do this and this you know what i mean and and if she gets new power it's like okay now she can yell a new thing my question is do we actually almost broaden their powers in the sense that you know again in the in the uh in the uh western superhero sense do we say jupiter has electricity powers mercury has water powers mars has fire powers in in terms of the like attacks one of the coolest things we've seen on the show in in recent memory is you know the the episode we just watched where we see like Jupiter do sparkling wide pressure but she she casts it while she's leaping through the air and instead of throwing it she's like got it on her fist and she punches the monster in the stomach it's in the last Mehmet episode yeah um so like i would want to see their powers i don't like as much as i love the a lot of the attack animations i don't want to see those every time they use their powers i want to see those when they kill a monster like if sparkling wide pressure kills the monster that's when you you do that animation. Otherwise, I want to see them using it in innovative and interesting ways, which is hard when you're producing a show once, you know, an episode every week. That's, you know, th- that's not a, a, a rip on the show. No, you're, um, you're the producers are mad at you for saying this because yeah. they're they're counting the dollars flying out of their pockets. Yeah. I'm but. very sorry, yeah, uh, Ikuhara. I'm, I'm very, very <laughs> sorry. No, but like I would also want to be like, OK. Jupiter's strong. Jupiter has super strength. Jupiter can throw a car. Mercury can't. Mercury had like I I don't know how you would translate like super intelligence. Well, she's into... got a, she already has a supercomputer and like that can. Yeah, she has the supercomputer. I like, but I don't want her to just be like going around going like there's its weak spot, you know, like because I think that's a disservice to her character. But like, I feel like Mars should maybe have like a spider sense thing because she has precognition powers. like venus i think maybe like venus or mercury maybe is like really fast like i think everybody needs everybody needs a justice league power you know like everybody needs something that only they can do that spices up these action scenes and and i think like i think maybe except sailor moon i think sailor moon's kind of your all-rounder yeah yeah that makes sense uh I don't like. I don't want to see Sailor teleport for the first time without someone like telling us about Sailor teleport five episodes before. No, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Um, no, I like that though. I like the. I like them having different fighting styles and different. Uh, you know, uh, going back to uh, uh, Venus being acrobatic. Yeah, like maybe maybe Venus has the like the quick the quick dodgy powers. Maybe like Mars. Like Mars does something else. I don't know. So yeah, like I would, I would want to really have someone sit down and, and I mean, not to, you know, obviously you want to do what's best for the story at the time you're making the story, but like, I want characters defined. Like I want, this is what they can do. This is what they can't do. Cause you can break the rules, but you have to have rules first. Yeah. I, that's, I mean, that's what I would want to do. I, like, I like the idea that, I mean, I think I would want to play it a little bit more generic in their powers a little bit you know so again it doesn't it, it so that jupiter can do a little bit more than just create a little discus of electricity that she throws there's other electrical things she could try 
Oh yeah, I want Jupiter to just have lightning on her fists. And, well, and also, I think it's like more fun if we know that like Jupiter can take an attack, right? Like Jupiter's tough, but Mercury isn't. Because then you get a scene where like Mercury's in danger and and Jupiter, like you know, oh, is Jupiter going to jump in front of him? Love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because she can, like, she can take the attack better. Like I think that's yeah, you sure. know, I think you get a lot more cool stuff by defining their powers at least a little more. Um. Greg's uh, next couple questions I think we've already talked about. Do the Sailor Scouts do normal superhero shit like fighting crime between battles with the Dark Kingdom? Uh, I think it would be fun to do, like, maybe not that, but I feel like we need we need a vacation episode more than once every two seasons. Like, we need an episode where they're not doing that. Maybe even, like, a supernatural gimmick episode where they're trapped in TV or they they go back to the past, like... Something you know, like that I think would be fun. I think it might be fun, too, to do a Sailor Moon fights crime episode, the moral of which is Sailor Moon really shouldn't fight crime. Because <laughs> she's going to do uh, she's gonna do Moon Tierra magic and, like, decapitate a man? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little dark. But, like, something, yeah. <laughs> like, like in the end, like, she's, like, trying, but it's like, you know... this would have been better for the police. You know what I mean? Not like, again, I don't want it to be a tragedy. I'm not trying to make the most depressing Sailor Moon in the universe. Uh, But just like, you know, where it doesn't go right. Like, it's like, no, this isn't what this is for. And like, again, Luna can be like, no, 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 this isn't, this isn't what you're supposed to do. You don't send the army in when someone robs a bank. Like this, you're here for a specific thing. Yeah, but I think it would also be nice if we if we showed them saving people. Oh, sure. No, I don't mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, in general, they're going to do what here's, they do. Here's a question for you that's kind of related to this. If if you and I are living in Tokyo, uh-huh. do we know the Sailor Scouts exist? Do we know Sailor Moon exists? Have in we our seen show? her do stuff? Oh, we have, yeah. we haven't talked about it for setting it in Tokyo. I just assumed we're setting it in America because I know America and I don't know Tokyo that well. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> um if we're in if we're in Sa- sailor cove luna monopolis there you go silver silver city okay crystalberg oh uh, yep yep all of these things if we're there like because we've had that debate like do people know sailor moon exists in this show i mean they they in obviously the show do they because do, we've yes. seen like we've seen, you know, the Zoocyte episode where Zoocyte dresses up as Sailor Moon, but like they shouldn't, right? Because it's not like Sailor Moon's out doing fucking interviews. I mean, I, I mean, guess there's Fractious Friends where she does actually right. do an interview. I, I would. My answer is kind of the same as it almost is across the board on these things, which is make it text. Let let's. I, I want to talk about this in the show. Like, is at there first, a J. They Jonah Jameson? demanding pictures of sailor moon yes yes i would say but that's an eventual thing like at the beginning she's fighting you know monsters relatively subtly and at some point it becomes more prominent and people are like what knocked over that building the other day and eventually that you know blurry pictures and yeah and then by like eventually probably again i would say by the end of season one Yes, people know who she is. People have seen as, Sailor as, Moon. As and then she said on the show before, you'll hear about what happened at Tokyo Disney. <laughs> exactly. And then she's gone. And people are like, where is Sailor Moon? And Sailor Moon is like, retired. No need for Sailor Moon. Uh, and then she can make her triumphant return and stuff. 
Would you have like you know in season two where she like comes back because there's a monster? Like, would you have that, or would you have her like save a cat from a burning building, or or like get caught up in a, a bank robbery? And, and like, I would have like because I think it would be fun if like Usagi had to like stop a crime. Like, and Usagi was like, "Why did I do that? Why did I run into a burning building? Like, why did I grab that guy's gun?" Like, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, but again, I think I'd rather have Usagi do that, not Sailor Moon. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, have Usagi do it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, next question from Greg: uh, Do you canonize cookbook? Uh, and again, like, yes, all of them. Like, the, yes, they're. I, I say, I say, all of them are queer. <laughs> For everybody on the show. I mean, in the, yeah, that's a, in the, in the, I agree in the sense of like, you know, that's the way the world seems to be going that people just kind of go, why does there have to be such clear definitions? You know, everybody feels the way they feel. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And so, but then my answer would be, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that you want to make text. And this is what you're like, don't worry about it. Um, uh, well, to, again, when you quickly ask, see, because I don't read the manga. When you quickly ask asked about it at the beginning, I would have thought I'd rather, if I was gonna do a relationship, I'd kind of prefer Cookbook to Firewood. But I absolutely, I, I think Firewood is like necessary. I think Cookbook is optional, but I would like to see it. Obviously. I mean, the, but part of the reason that that I feel that way is because to me, I think I think Ray dates Darian, and you know, Venus is. I mean, I guess I know. I understand that Jupiter talks about boys kind of more than her, but I still think of her as liking boys. Uh, and then uh, I just again, and, and just personal, no, of course, sexuality. No, I know. I'm not trying to erase anything. I'm just saying. Then, so then, to me, personality-wise, which personalities do I want to see in a relationship? I think cookbook sounds more interesting because it's about oh, oh, Amy I think, coming out I of think... her shell. And yes, and uh, you know Makoto helping do that, and uh, whereas Ray and and Mina, I just don't think it sounds as interesting. No, but I, th- I uh, okay, but like I think you get Ray coming out of her shell because I think Ray is like, like I I think Ray like doesn't you know I don't have time for romance. Like, right. like Ray's like very serious, but she's also very like confident. But I think there's a level of insecurity underneath there. Well, this, again, that, really that sounds a little bit more like the the manga. What people have told us about the manga, whereas yeah. again, to me, I think of Ray as Ray from the anime, who first of all is always talking about hunks and stuff, <laughs> and second of all is very you know kind of hot headed and brash and not like I don't have time for romance. She's like. Yeah. She's very she different. is a she is the hot quarter monster in charge. Yes, yes, on the show. Uh, so I don't think of no, her as needing to come out of her shell. I think, but I think there's a lot you can play with there because because also I think like the Ray Usagi dynamic can be very interesting, and I think you know, when, like we we've got a question that we'll get to later on. This is like how do you de block of block of woodify Venus, and I think it's uh like. Venus doesn't have to be a one-for-one clone of Usagi, but I think seeing the way that Rey would fall in love with someone who has elements of Usagi in her personality is, like, a really cool thing. Because, like, you know, I I don't think... uh, Sailor Moon's with Tuxedo Mask. Like, that's... that's, 
canon that's the immovable rock at the center of the show as much I, as I hate it. I, yeah, I can, like, I, I'm shocked that you're going to keep that in. I mean, I love it. Well, but like, look, I joke I around and I complain, but like, it's it's the the fucking name of the theme song is Miracle Romance. You know, yeah, like it's, and I think you can improve that and tell that story. But like, you know, I I think we know who Usagi. I I think there's a little bit of like. I think there's a little bit of Usagi getting hard eyes the first time she sees Ray in that show too, you know. But uh, we know who she's going to end up I mean, with. Yeah, Usagi's in love with all of her friends, in a, in, but I don't necessarily think in a romantic way. Yeah, but I think we can get that dynamic out of Venus and Mars in a really interesting way. Um, here's here's the big one. Okay, here's the big one, Jordan. You ready? Yes. Because we've got we we might have to do a second part of this episode because oh, no. we've still got like more questions. Well, let's get through them. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, here's the big one. Alan and Anne. Uh-huh. Keep them or can them? Oh, keep them. Get the fuck out of here. Keep them. Do you remember watching Sailor Moon R? It was extremely bad. No. First of all, okay. First of all, we haven't even talked about are we just following the same plot. But even if we are trying to follow the same general plot, absolutely I keep Alan and Anne. And you know what? Uh, but you know what, Chris? Here's, here's, here's your compromise. Mix them in. I think that's a good idea. I think, see, I think they, they are the villains that can just be around the whole time. Yeah. In fact, like for two seasons, maybe introduce them as characters towards the uh, end of season one and only reveal that they're aliens at the, in the, like the last episode of season one or something. Yeah. Or, or like the beginning of season two, but like I have don't. people like, like Naru's being like, I'm, I don't know, Usagi, I'm really tired these days. Been hanging out with Alan. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Like he, he eats her energy. Uh, you no, know, I, their next target is babies. I got it. I got it. I think keeping them, but like heavily workshopping them. Yeah, of course. And I think maybe like connecting them to one of the villains, like either they're drawn to earth. Like, like maybe, maybe. Even Alan and Anne are like Yoma, who left. They're deserters. I think that's a cool idea. Because, like, we know that Yoma have personality, and we know that Yoma aren't, like, diamonds or cardians where they're created. Like, there's just a bunch of Yoma living in the Dark Kingdom. Like, Teddy's has a job. Right, right, right. That's interesting. So I feel like Yoma deserters is kind of a cool idea. I probably wouldn't make them – like, I don't like the Doom Tree. AKA the I like the Doom Tree. The but really? I think the Doom Tree can be improved. Yeah. Okay. Well then maybe there's a way to improve it. But but again, see, because you you're saying about how we hated these the season, and we did, but part of the reason if you th- again, just think about the good parts and not the bad parts, and the good parts did Alan and Ann were some of the good parts because they were fun and ridiculous. They're they're the most fun when they're like shitty teens. Right, right. And I think we really need to get into that. Right. Also, like, also maybe don't make them brother and sister. Uh, I don't know. Maybe don't, uh, spoiler warning, Crimson Peak this shit. Why? Why? Because uh, this show's for babies? No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are, are you implying that they're lovers? Yes. Because they're not. Alan and Anne? Are they? Yes. I thought they were brother and sister. They are. Right. I don't remember there ever being anything explicit about them being lovers. Go back and listen to the show that you have done 120 episodes of. <laughs> listen, I understand we make jokes about it, but I don't think it's there. No, it's definitely there. 
I don't think this is a riffraff and magenta situation. It absolutely is. All right. Well, aliens are different then. (laughs) Aliens have different rules. (sighs) Okay. Next question. Yes, we keep Uh, Alan. So keep keep Alan and Anne, but like heavily workshopping, I think, is the way to do that uh please fix the time travel that is beyond the scope of this podcast uh i no i can fix the time travel no problem all in right. fact i kind all you buddy i kind of already did with my headcanon of sailor moon which is that they think that you can change things but you can't they believe that 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 you can go back in time and change things but they are incorrect this is the way it always happened and the way it always will happen okay so everything is fixed. So the bad guys come back thinking, we're going to go back and change everything. But really, what they don't realize is that's how it was supposed to happen and how it did happen. And they are doomed to failure. Okay. That's it. All right. Very straightforward. Eh, it's kind of boring, though. <laughs> uh, traditional cell animation or computer animated, but still in the anime aesthetic. Like, will your remake be to the original as Frozen is to, say, Beauty and the Beast? Oh, jeez. I say traditional cell animation. I mean, but I would, someone like wrote a thing about how like, God, this is going to make me sound like such an old fucking nerd. Someone wrote a thing about like how anime in the like eighties and early nineties had so much more variety of style. Whereas like anime today, like looks really samey. And I don't think that's like, I think generally that's true, but I think there are like really outstanding and distinct anime that I've seen. Like, like one punch man obviously like looks very distinct compared to a a little witch academia so you know? cool, but i get what yeah. they're coming at but like i i love those you know rumiko takahashi like you know thicker lines and and softer bodies and like i i think that stuff i would really want to do something that has that still keeps the naoko takeuchi aesthetic but also like blends in some of that. And I think like varying up the body types is a, a good way to do that. I I'm trying to imagine what a frozen to Sailor Moon's Beauty and the Beast would be. Like I I, I can't picture it. Uh I mean like I think it would be like Crystal to Sailor Moon. <laughs> Honestly. But Crystal is is still hand drawn. Crystal's still hand drawn, but it, it definitely has a little bit of that, like, new polished aesthetic. I kind of wouldn't want it to look super polished, to be honest. I kind of want it to look, like, a little bit trashy. Yeah, I, I think it has to be hand-drawn. I, I just, I honestly can't imagine a a realistic anime style Well, would you animation. want it to look like, would you want it to look like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, something that we've seen recently. Like, like Sailor Moon R movie, or, like, Big Hero 6? Like that kind of style. Oh, Big Hero Six, yeah, like, that's a good example. Like Big Hero Six is like very anime inspired, but it's still like CGI and you know. Let me look at that. Yeah, that is really anime inspired. Okay, that's a good that's a good example of what this could look like. Um, hmm. I mean, it's it's anime inspired. I still think it's pretty Western in many ways. Looking at the character designs. Yeah, but I mean, like in terms of like that kind of CGI. Like that kind of computer generated animation. No, I, I mean, I again, I, I, I understood that because uh, again, that's the same kind of style as like a Frozen kind of thing. I just can't imagine what a Sailor Moon style anime in that style would look like. But this is probably the closest that I've seen. Uh, is Big Hero Six? Um, no, let's go. No, let's let's just stick with hand drawn. Like honestly, I kind of miss hand drawn in general. 
Yeah, same. Same. Uh, next question from Greg. Uh, <laughs> in your version, will wise man actually be Jedite? Does Shingo really grow up to be Rubius? Are Dr. Tomoe and Kaolinite, Umino and Naru gone bad? Yes, no, no. Yeah, I'm actually okay um, with uh, with him being Jedite. Why is just because being Jedite works? Because, like, what, who else... A thousand years in the future, hates Sailor Moon that fucking much. No, no, no. no. That's that's a ridiculous answer. No, no. Um, that's yes. I'm into that. No, because the answer is everyone. She's the queen of the world. Lots of people dislike the queen of the world, and lots of people target her. The reason it, it works is because it's two things that go nowhere. It's that's true. Jedi is not dead. He's just put into eternal sleep. Why? No reason. And, oh, my God, who's wise man? Nobody. Don't worry about it. It's two things that are completely loose ends, and we tie them up, and it's nice. That's why I like it. I mean, yes, but also, also I think, my thing. So, uh, <laughs> There's never going to be a lack of villains. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Shingo growing up to be Rubius, I think, is funny, but it's like, it doesn't make sense. And no, it clearly, really Tomoe and Kaolinite are, are something else. Yeah. Uh, no, God, Molly is never going to dress like Kaolinite. Uh, here is a very easy question. I'll let you answer this one. Do Luna, okay. Artemis, and Molly have their accents or new accents? Does everyone else get one too? Oh, Jesus. Yes, of course they have their accents. Um, but here's the really hard question, Chris. I love cats. I love them. And so, of course, I want Luna and Artemis to still be cats. But like, should she be a rabbit? No, she should not be a rabbit. She should be a cat. Okay. Usagi's okay. a just wanted to just wanted to raise the question. She, she can't be a Would rabbit because like Usagi's name is literally rabbit. Although well, I guess there's plenty of people in our cat version. who have cats. So Yes, yes. In our version, she her name might not be Rabbit. No, her name would be Usagi. Her name would be Usagi Skino. If if they're setting it in America? Yeah. Jordan, I know a dude named Shigeru uh, Kobayashi. So like I mean, we're gonna change some of the names. Nope. No, don't say nope. We we no, already I'm... said we're going to diversify the cast. No. Yeah, but I'm going to, like, they can have all their names. That's who they are. No. Yeah. Why? Because, okay, if we're setting this in Moonville, USA. Crystalburg. Sure, all of these things. We're yeah. going to have a Hispanic girl named Makoto? Yeah, why not? Names are weird. I can understand doing maybe one of those, but like keeping it all five girls of five different backgrounds, all with Japanese names for no reason. I mean, hey, for a reason externally, but it's a weird world out there. <laughs> no, come on. Again, you're okay with them being reincarnated space princesses. <laughs> I think the names are the least of our worries because 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 the name thing is making something weird happen. In the casual world, it's not – that's not a supernatural thing. That's just making something weird in the society. I – okay. Here's the thing. I think if we start changing names, then we go perilously close to Sailor Moon is is middle school girl Victoria and her best friend Blue. Like, Yes, I understand. But, her, but instead we had Sailor Moon with Serena and I think it worked fine. Eh. That's because she was already like, Princess Serenity. 
so so we could call them Serena and Amy. And again, Lita was fine. Lita was not fine. Lita was fine. Everybody Mako. here, Makoto, who watched everybody who watched the Deke dub and fell in love with Lita was fine with it. I think if you like, if we're rebooting Sailor Moon in 2017, I think we keep the names because I think not keeping the names is just like. Oh, that's Black Sailor Mars or whatever. You know, like that's like it's, that's not that's not the real Sailor Mars. That's Black Sailor Mars, which I think is a a if if we have the name though, we're like no, that's Ray Hino. That is that is what Ray Hino looks like in this iteration of the story. I don't know. Yeah, that just seems a little weird to me. Well, the whole show is a little weird. Next question. How old is Chibiusa really? Does she even exist in your version? Does Jordan arrange for her to die horribly? Oh, good idea. <clears throat> um, how old is Chibiusa? Um, well, I mean, here's here's the thing. Uh, of, co- of course, I, I'm not going to say I couldn't bring Chibiusa into it and still have it be good. Because um, I think you can. Uh, I might want to do the thing that we joked about and, and but they could didn't do, which is actually have her grow up to be dark lady, not magically, time travel wise. Uh, like like the the take her off to to limbo with Belasco magic style thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I don't. Mm, I think that's a. I think that's dodgy. Like when we had Cat on the show talking about um about Chibiusa, I like that really put dark lady into a. A different perspective for me and i think that i think it worked really well um i do think we make her not like there's got to be a way to make her like bratty without making her horrible and like because and again i think it's a function of the show where she sticks around a lot longer because honestly like now when she's in the show where we are in the timeline now she's great like chibi's really fun so, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is there. I think we keep Chibi, obviously, because, you know, she's an Eiko Takeuchi element. Like, she's obviously important to the story. Uh, but, I don't know. Uh, she's weird. I, I mean, again, I don't know. As I've always said, I don't like her, but I came to enjoy disliking her. And so I definitely don't want to make her too likable. Like, I don't want to make her too likable, but I want, like... There's a thin line between a character that's like a good character that you don't like as a person, like like a Cersei Lannister, uh, oh, versus Cersei a so character much. that like they come on the screen and you're like, "Fuck this! I I don't want to see this character." Right. Uh, and I, like I'm trying to think of like a good like similar example of that, but like like somebody who shows up and I'm just like, I'm skipping this episode. I hate this guy. Like uh, Loaxana Troy for me. Oh, like wow. done. I'm out. Sorry, Major Barrett. You're wonderful. But that epi- no, actually, it's not Loxana. It's fucking Alexander. Alexander Roshenko. Fuck that kid. I'm done. Really? <laughs> I hate Alexander. Don't like the Westworld episode, eh? Okay, Fistful did. of Datas is great. <laughs> but that's because any episode. <laughs> that's because any episode where um where uh Brent Spiner gets to play like 16 different parts is quality television. <laughs> Uh, the, the Loaxana Alexander episode where it's literally just, uh, anti-mame in space is like, it's the worst episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. And I will stand by that. Come at me. You can at me on this. 
that is the worst episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Wow. So, yeah. Is that the one where they end up in the mud bath, or is that the data? Oh, one? yeah. That's the mud bath. That's the mud bath one. It's very bad. Um, okay, we've got two more questions to get through. The, the chibi thing, I don't know. Like, I want to keep her around, but, like, I think just a just a rewrite, you know, and, and not having her stay around for, like, a whole... Like a whole fifty episode season. A, a lot I of the show's problems come from the fact that like things are in holding patterns. As much as we love the filler episodes, Ray's mean for a, for like thirty episodes. She doesn't have character development <coughs> when character development yeah. is happening around her. Chibi's a brat for thirty episodes. Like, I think, we, but here's the thing: I think a lot of this stuff can be can be fixed. By writing it differently than they wrote it back then. Back, again, the way that they wrote this series, audiences have gotten more sophisticated since then. You know? Yes. Um, the way that they write Steven Universe, the way that they write Avatar, the way that they write all these shows that you tell me to watch and I don't watch. Yeah. Fucking bringing them <laughs> all. I was going to call you out on that. You're using a lot of examples that you don't know shit about, my dude. I know, I know shit about Steven Universe. I watched a bunch of episodes. I just did never finish them. And I watched... I watched almost a full season of Avatar before I stopped watching it. Um, and I understand that there's quality in both those things. I'm, so I'm not saying I don't like them. Anyway, the point is, the way that they write those is very different than the, the way they wrote Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon, even though it does have a forward-moving plot, still is very episodic. You know, still is very, let's just have stuff happen and it doesn't matter. Let's just have stuff happen and it doesn't matter. Um, if we just if we just remove that and say you know what the order of the episodes for us will matter um because that cuz because that's the thing nowadays people watch shows in order you know what i mean yes for the most part you do like th- th- i'm sure there are still people who just catch an episode of something when it's on but that's not the way most shows are made uh cuz you're going to go on netflix you're going to go on hulu and shows you all the episodes in the order that they came out you don't just pick a random one so uh so the idea that you, you we're going to write this in order and we're going to say this episode takes place after that one, th- I think that will massage all these things. So would uh, you like a lot. would you do twenty four episode seasons or like ten episode seasons or like like shorter like shorter seasons as opposed to the no, weekly no. year long show that never takes a break? Oh well, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I I think I, I, I I'm not a television producer. So, so I'm not going to sign up for my first show ever being 52 episodes a year. Well, that would be crazy. How but, how long do they fight Queen Barrel in in the first I, season? Is it, is it 13 episodes? Is it just no? Like, I would say let's go for a 24 or 22 episode season. Like that's a, a typical American television show. Okay. Let's go for a 22 episode season. And if and again, whatever we could do that as 13 if we wanted to, but uh. I mean, I want I want to go for broke. Say say twenty two, get the full order. All right. Um, Jordan so, White, he says he can do twenty twenty uh, two episodes uh, better than anybody working in television right now. Oh yes. Wait, but wait, what was the specific thing we were talking about there? What was the question? Uh, the question was, do you, how do you fix Chibi? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so another thing I was going to say about it is. Uh, I would put, and I understand that this is ridiculous because we're talking about a story that we all know what happens in it. Um, I would put a little bit more mystery into it, of who the fuck is this? Um, it's it's so obvious who she is. 
I think, and I think I, I'm not like it's not just because we know, right? It was obvious, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then I would I would try to work in a little bit more mystery of who is this girl? How did she get here? Why does everybody? You know what I mean? I I would probably play that out a little longer than one episode. Okay, that's that's fair. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, how do you de-block of woodify Venus, or do you lean into it and make being the boring one uh, her defining character trait? Honestly, I feel like giving her a romance that would get her screen time that wasn't about killing monsters, I think you reveal... I, I think it, it would help fix our problem with Mars, which is that, again, she's in a holding pattern of of Usagi, you're stupid, I hate you, like for 30 episodes, and it fixes the problem of Minako being... Like, you know, boring because Mina goes boring because she doesn't get screen time. She's awesome in Codename Sailor V because she's the focus and she gets to do like yeah. really fun stuff. I think you make her true to Codename Sailor V. You give her a, a romance that gives her screen time and you let her character play out in contrast to the others. Like, like Minako should be like Usagi, but different. And I know that that's very vague, but like, well, because my thought was like, Minako is everybody's best friend. And like, but that's Usagi. What? Yeah, Usagi's everybody's best. Usagi's friend. everybody's Minako. best friend. But I feel like Usagi's a little more self-absorbed than anybody else because she's a kid. Venus is like Venus is like listening to you at all hmm. times, you know. And she's obsessed with fame. Yes, in a way that Usagi's and, and not. she's been a superhero for right. longer than anybody else. That's There's what I was so going to say. How are we going to handle Sailor V? Um, I would say. The way we should do it is similar to the way it is on the show, but except again, I want to lay it. I want the sauce to be thicker. I want to lay it on thicker. Um, I want, I want us to say Sailor V is an established superhero. Cause again, the show is weird about it. The show is like, is she's a video game? Oh, but also it turns out she's real and she's the anime. Oh, but also she's real. I would want to be like, yes, she's real. Like we should see her on the news and stuff. And when Sailor Moon starts doing stuff, people should be like, it must be Sailor V doing this stuff. And again, this is going to help clarify some of the dif the difference between the two of them because Mina becomes a superhero and goes, I'm going to go become famous. Uh yeah, and and again, like not to keep harping on it, um Pretty Guardian does a really good job with this because Minako Aino is an idol. She's like she is famous. interesting, and she has a song called "Say La Vie." Now that's I'll tell you that's a fun idea. I don't know though. That's got to be hard to to deal with her being famous. They must just ignore it, right? Most of the time. Uh, no, I I mean like you know she they they ignore it in the way that they ignore everybody sees this girl with twelve foot blonde pigtails and never comments on it. No, I mean in the sense that, that that means like if she's walking around with the girls at the mall, people should be like, oh my god, Mina. Yeah. That happens? Yeah, that happens. She's famous. Oh, she's an idol. That sounds really... La vie. That uh, sounds okay. like it would change the show a lot. Well, it, look, Pretty Guardian has some really cool differences. We're going to find out in about uh, two years. So <laughs> stay tuned. Um, okay, final question from Greg. Uh, and then we'll wrap up. Do you do flashback episodes showing that this is not the first time these princesses have reincarnated and that they fought evil in various periods throughout history? Something I've always wished was a thing. This is something we talked about on the show before, and I think it's a fucking yeah. awesome idea. Yeah. Because I yeah. love the yeah. idea that, like, 
they've been killed by Beryl before. Like, Beryl is... Oh, yeah. Like, I... Like, when it happens at the end of Sailor Moon, because, like, it happens, right? Like, I, I think we do the fucking crystal clear destiny happens the way it happens. I want it to feel like this is, you know, they're just going to oh. have to get reincarnated again. They're doomed to repeat this cycle of death. But then they end up, you know, they put their hands on Usagi's shoulder and... Yeah. What you do is you say it's a it's a it's a sacrifice thing. Uh that the only way to beat Queen Beryl is to sacrifice yourself. And uh so the reason so the reason they all died on the Moon Kingdom was because you know they the Moon Kingdom had to be sacrificed in order to save her. And the reason they all died in whatever <laughs> Queen Moon Arthur times <laughs> Uh, is they had to sacrifice to, to defeat Queen Beryl. And so this time, Yusagi, everyone you know and love is going to have to die again, including you. But that's not what happens. Yeah. She overcomes it. Yeah. Uh, and she finds a new way because she's amazing and, and wonderful. And she kills Queen Beryl without sacrificing everything. And I mean, and maybe that, and maybe that's like the that's like the the big like reveal like maybe that's the thing that luna doesn't tell her because she doesn't like when she's like hey i don't want to have to tell this girl that she has to go die we kind of harry potter it like i think that is i think that would be really fun and like i talked about those supernatural gimmick episodes i love the idea of like taking the cast of sailor moon this would be really fun in live action too like taking the cast of sailor moon into king arthur times or or, or as pirates you know like it would be so fun i mean we are listen we're making it more like Buffy is what we're doing too. Also, is there are there Buffy episodes like that? N- it, well, it, no, in that there are slayers throughout history. Yeah, but there's not like like I want like. Well, we get to see the China. I know, no, no, I understand. I'm just saying we get to see the Chinese slayer, yeah. we get to see the '70s slayer, and we get to see all these things. And and there's the whole thing of the the slayer is eventually going to die, and that's the end of her legacy. And then Buffy beats that at the end of season one. Yeah. So uh, we're. <laughs> But but that's but it's fine. I don't care. I love both, and I'm fu- they're already very similar, and I'm fine with making them more similar. Yeah. All right. So that's Greg's last question. Uh, thank you, Greg, for sending those in. Um, I did put the call out. Uh, so since since it's not just us talking about it, uh, we did get a, an email about this back in May from uh, Emily Panda Gerald, who is our our current guest on the show in the real life. Oh yeah. so, um, that's great. Uh, and Emily says, you mentioned you guys are doing a Sailor Chibi business episode about what people want in a 2017 Sailor Moon reboot. And that's something I've actually done a lot of thinking about. First and foremost, I think a modern Sailor Moon reboot would do well to take many cues from IDW's 2015 Gem and the Holograms reboot. Much like Gem, Sailor Moon's canon is drawn out and complicated. In rebooting Gem, IDW was able to streamline its plot into something that was cohesive and actually made sense as a bigger picture, while still adding in original storylines and ideas. There are a lot of really good and interesting characters and story elements across each version of Sailor Moon, and I feel like the right group of people with the requisite amount of love for the series could really make something great and and that hopefully wouldn't alienate too many fans of the source material. Additionally, IDW's Gem gave its characters realistic varied body proportions. Most of the core characters in Sailor Moon would be in distinguishable without their hair and literally all yep. entertainment intended for consumption by young girls could use more body type diversity it has always bothered me that the girls in sailor moon don't really look like they're 14 years old and it would be great if a reboot gave them age appropriate bodies idw also updated gems visual style to one that is indisputably modern but clearly draws heavily from the source material it's an understatement to say that a majority of the civilian outfits the senshi wear are extremely 90s these outfits and even their senshi uniforms could be retooled into something more t- suitable for 2017 and longtime fans would no doubt be delighted to see nods to their original outfits 
Uh, I think a reboot would benefit from a potential storyline you guys proposed back during Sailor Moon R. Chibiusa keeping her older body after the Black Lady arc is over. It's manga canon that Chibiusa had been a child for hundreds of years, so it wouldn't be that far-fetched to have her experience with the Black Moon Clan age and mature her as a means of compensating for her previous stagnation of growth. Is my wanting this just an excuse to make Chibiusa less annoying and also make her realize her potential as a goth fashion icon? Perhaps. But I also think it can make for an interesting direction in the series for other reasons that I won't get into because this is already pretty long. Either way, I'd be thrilled to see another Sailor Moon reboot, and I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on the idea. Thank you, Emily. Um, yeah, like, so really, all you got to do is get Kelly Thompson and Sophie Campbell to do it. <laughs> Just get, like, two of the best people working today uh, to, to tackle this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for the Chibi episode. Thank you for listening to two uh, old white dudes talk about what they want hey. from a 2017 Sailor Moon reboot. Hey, Chris, did you ever uh, did you ever listen to Science Girl Cinnamon? No, I didn't. That's because that's my Sailor Moon tribute show. So you should really hear it. Uh, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll make some time. I'm a busy guy. Okay. I know. It's just a half hour for the episode I recorded. I got, I got deadlines. You know that. I do. I do. Darkhawk. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, we sure do have that Dark Hawk deadline today. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely done. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's it for uh, for this episode of Sailor Chibi Business. Um, please write us in. We'll we might revisit these in a big like uh, Sailor Business mailbag later and talk about your ideas for reboots if you've got good ones. Um, just make sure you put like reboot in the uh in the subject line so i can find them um but we have i think something very important uh to mention uh our next sailor chibi business we found 14 pages of script from the uh live action animation hybrid saban uh tune maker sailor moon that I'm very excited about. So I think we're going to read yeah. those for our next oh, yeah. episode, which is going to come out sooner than you think. But yeah, did, did we make up for it? We went for an hour and a half on this one. <laughs> so No, not that long. Just about an hour. Yeah, I think. dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry, Jake. We started it at uh, 830. It's 11, my guy. But we don't need editing for this one. Leave it all in. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's it. Jordan, where can everybody find us online? You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You can find Jake Mason at JJ underscore Mason. He has a whole slew of podcasts. The Morphin Grid, Pokemon World Tour, Pokemon World Tour United, uh, The Cool Kids Table, and the new one is called Kingdom Smarts? Yes, Kingdom yes. Smarts. Okay. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Sailor Business. How about you, Chris? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the ISB, and you can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business. I think he just said that. Yeah, uh, sorry. And hey, we didn't show it earlier in the show, but these chibi sodes are brought to you by our listeners on Patreon. Uh, you can support the show and uh, our sister podcast, Xena Warrior Business, by going to patreon.com slash sailor business and chipping in as little as a dollar a month. That really helps us out. And we do shows, we do pins, we put stuff up. Uh, if we get to our next goal, Jordan's going to cover some Sailor Moon songs and Ali's going to recap some Xena episodes in songs. It's going to be very, very good. That sounds awesome. Uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, have a great week. We'll be back with our next regular episode soon. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.